Boys, what is something that you get irrationally mad about? Like something really stupid that like it doesn't never fails that you just are going to get like insanely mad at like someone just like punched your baby. Like you get so mad, but it's something really stupid. What is it for you? This is really hard to nail down to one thing. I don't know the one thing that I want to pick. I have a lot of things where it's like I get like I get angry at like inanimate objects for no reason because like I'm an idiot, you know, like stuff like that. Um, one of the yes. first things that just came to mind for me was like, of course, I'm going to football here. Um, when a when a punter punts the ball out of bounds and then the ref just like pretends like he knows where it went out of bounds to mark it. I get livid. He just walks and walks. I'm like, this guy has no, he doesn't know where the ball went out. This is complete bullshit. That makes me really mad. I yell at the TV for that. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were just going to say the pit Panthers, uh, after, you know, starting in October usually, <laughs> and usually a Thursday night in November every year <laughs> is a good one to use. Um, I was going to say, based off of very most recent experience as you boys are like traffic drives me crazy, like a little bit too, like it pushes me a little too far because I'm trying to get somewhere. And if I get caught at a red light and I feel like it's green and I got it and somebody else was going slow or I just couldn't make it, I get really, (laughs) really angry. Happened on the way here. Happened (laughs) on the way here. Um, I won't lie, but it's funny. You mentioned like inanimate objects too, Chris, like, it made me think that if I were to get shocked by touching a door handle, like I'll like shove the door, like it was the door's <laughs> fault that I brought in static electricity to the door handles. Yeah. So like stupid shit like that too, like really makes me angry, too angry. <laughs> the reason I thought of this is because I hate flies. Like ooh, I get ooh, so yeah, mad good. when there is a fly in my house and I can't get it. Like I go full on like I am at war with this fly to the point where now like my daughter when she sees a fly like she freaks out and not like gets scared of it she's like where's the fly where's the fly and like just mocks me and then grabs something a shoe whatever and then starts going like this and like loses her mind and I just it, it flies for me I get so mad and then I'm like really strategic about it like I'll like yell at Siobhan I'm like no no, no you can't try to get it you can't try to get it because like you'll miss I know exactly what this fly is doing. I see his mind. I know what's going on. And like, I don't know. I get really, really mad about flies. Dude, I'm with you there. Yeah, I track down a fly like it's trying to (laughs) break in and steal stuff from my home. It's, yeah, I don't let those things, not in my house. They don't live here. They don't live here. Yeah, I'm with you. I have a very vivid memory of Dan chasing a moth around the lake house when we yes. went to the lake one summer and like he had a flip-flop in his hand and he must have missed this thing like 10 or 15 times but he did not give up it was the most determined and also most spastic thing i think i've probably ever seen it's an incredible video that yes will pop up every year on time hop when that comes up it's oh boy there it is the moth video of me everybody outside the glass door looking in making you look like an idiot Dude, it is oh, flies. I hate. I just get. I get so angry. Like not like very few things get me more angry than flies, because I can't catch them. I can't stop them. 
until they land on something. Usually yeah. the trash can. Bam! <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah, I keep a stack of magazines in the living room just so it's like always ready at all times. Like, no chance. Always, always ready. <laughs> Well, what's up, y'all? It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. It's the Brunch Breakdown, and we are here with a great show for you today, which is a day late, and it's my fault, but we'll talk about that later. But today on the show, we're going to be talking cover bands and cover songs. Chris will tell you about why. And we found this great video on YouTube of this mom who got caught teaching her kid how to cry on camera. She literally caught herself doing this it's a great video it's awesome story eli and peyton manning's monday night football and we have a donut only pick one which i'm very excited about as well and what we're listening to so boys let's get this show started how we always do with dan telling us how we can find the brunch breakdown I thought he was going to swerve us there. I like it. Uh, yes, of course, if you're new to the program, and if you're not, you've heard this a bunch of times before, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts on the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Typically every Thursday, we got a special Friday release for you this week, but typically every Thursday, hit follow, hit subscribe, let those episodes come directly to you so you don't have to go searching for them each and every week. Of course, full video episodes also available on our YouTube and our Facebook pages, same day as the audio podcast release. That's 9 a.m. West Coast time, noon Eastern, every Thursday or Friday. In this case, full video episodes, Facebook and YouTube. And of course, we're everywhere. That social media exists, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, Verified, and TikTok. Make sure you listen to the sound of, Sounds of Brunch every Friday on Spotify. Check out the Legend Status Podcast at Legend Status Pod. Anything else today, boys? I don't know. What else we got? <laughs> Anything to oh. plug on ChrisGatesFitness.com? <laughs> no, I think Dan took up all of our promo time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would try to get it in quickly. We're short. We're out of time. Sorry. Red light's on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chris. We're out of time. All right. Let's go to <laughs> Bruce Day. Uh, Chris, get us started, man. What are you sipping on? Okay. I'm excited about this one today. Uh, I have a lot of tabs open and a lot of things to tell you about the beer that I'm drinking. Um, oh, okay. The beer that I'm drinking today is from Erie Brewing Company. Okay. It's a New England style IPA and it's called Bathroom on the Right. Okay. <laughs> lot to lot to unpack here. You better uh, have a lot of tabs because I can't wait to hear what this is about. <laughs> so this beer is actually named uh named after a song that is frequently misheard or missung by people of of it. Um Credence, gosh, I always screw up the name. Credence Clearwater Revival, CCR, has a song called Bad Moon Rising, where they say, there's a bad moon on the rise, right? And people often mishear that as there's a bathroom on the right. So I thought it was really funny that, and I saw this in the distributor and I was like, where do I know that from? And it turns out like I've, I knew the misheard lyrics, so I had to pick it up. Uh, and it turns out it's pretty damn good. It, so new England style IPAs are typically pretty hazy. Um, I looked this one up on Erie Brewing Company's website just to see, you know, what, what specifically made it unique. They said it's, they categorize it as not very hazy, put it into a glass. It, it looks pretty damn hazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
it's uh, it's less bitter. It's more on the fruity side. And they described it as having notes of stone fruit, which I have never heard of. So I looked that up as well. Stone fruits are like peaches, nectarines, plums, cherries, apricots, dates, stuff like that. So it is definitely, uh, you get more of a sweeter, uh, fruity taste to it. Um, but it's really good. The moment I cracked it open and took a sip, I was kind of blown away by how flavorful it is. So, um, don't be afraid of the name of the beer folks bathroom on the right. Um, it doesn't taste like a bathroom contrary. Uh, it tastes delightful and I would highly recommend you picking one up. Cheers. Nice. That's amazing. Beautiful. That's great. <laughs> well, boys, no alcohol for me this week. Cause I've been crazy busy and I'm even busy after I get done with this podcast. So, uh, I got some coffee guys. I have my apple crisp macchiato from Starbucks. Ooh, Had to bring it. It I talked about it last week. Had to bring it to you guys. And if you have not had this beautiful thing yet, it smells like apples as soon as they start making it in the store. I promise you. It's like, you know, uh, you started Daniel's order. You started it right there. It's so good. It tastes like you're drinking like hot apple cider, but it's coffee and it's incredible. And I'm telling you guys, like, this is everything, everything for anybody who missed the show last week. It's it's making me enjoy fall a little bit this year. So so what do you put in it? Nothing. 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 That's it's probably sweet enough as it is. Oh yeah, it's sweet enough as yeah. It's (laughs) there's no need to put anything else. More sugar would just be like you have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I might have a problem. I don't know. But more sugar is like whoo. That's that's too much. But yeah, apple drizzles all over this thing. I watched them try to make it. They they did some like weird like salt bay type thing where i watched her do it i was like this isn't i don't know what's in there but it's amazing so yeah the apple crisp macchiato is keeping me awake this week I, i'm excited to try that we gotta the the weather hasn't quite fully turned here yet where i'm gonna be in the mood for that um but i'm i'm anxiously awaiting to try it well that's okay to, you don't have beer this week Dee, because i'm gonna kind of do a little bit of a two for one no i'm not Ooh. drinking two beers but i'm gonna feature two <laughs> beers here today um, first I'm going to go lead right in with where you left off with the fall theme. It is kind of time to get into fall beers, at least for me. And I'm going to go with one of my, uh, favorites probably ever in terms of fall beer, uh, from platform brewing. That's right. Out of Cleveland, Ohio, the s'mores yammy part of their yammy series, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, so it's a sweet potato ale. Uh, and then that's kind of their base, the yammy. And then they have a couple of varieties of it. And of course the s'mores yammy, you're going to get a little chocolate. You're going to get a little bit of gram. You're going to get a hint of vanilla. <laughs> this beer is dangerously, dangerously good. Um, the worst thing about it is it comes in a 12 ounce can and not a 16, but that just means you're going to crush more of them. Um, but you're sad when they're all gone like I am, but they do have a yammy variety pack. If you can get your hands on it. Uh, the new variety this year is actually like a caramel apple. So, Didi, that might be speaking a little close to to your coffee there. It might like be in the it. same vicinity, same ballpark. So, um, absolutely love the Yammy series uh, from Platform, the S'mores Yammy. But, gentlemen, I want to tell you about a beer that I had over the weekend. We'll get into this a, a touch later, but on a road trip down to Knoxville, Tennessee, to see the Pitt Panthers beat the Tennessee Volunteers. And whilst we were there. We were in the absolute most amazing 
location ever surrounded by breweries. And I discovered one of my favorite breweries of all time there in Knoxville, Tennessee, a bit surprising, mind you, but I did. It was an incredible venue. It was an old 1960s uh, showroom, car showroom. So it kind of had like the big glass, like the big glass at an angle all the way around it that kind of went round around the front. An amazing interior, interior, a great, uh, huge patio surrounding the outside. And this place wasn't busy on a Saturday night. Knoxville, wake up. What are you doing? So I think the brewery is pronounced uh, Zul. It's X-U-L. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right here. You kind of have the skull key kind of thing going on, some stuff on the back too. However, the beer that I had down there is one of the best beers I've ever had in my entire life. And it's called Johnny Five is Alive. And this is a pastry sour. So you might have be familiar with pastry, pastry stouts. This is a pastry sour. Um, so it's more of a dessert beer, but still sour. So this is a sour brewed with blueberry, graham cracker, vanilla, cinnamon, and peanut butter. <laughs> Whoa. And that description alone drew me in there. And holy shit, this beer was wild. I wish I could have brought some of it home. They had it, they, you couldn't take it to go in any way, shape, or form. Um, but let me tell you, I sincerely enjoyed this beer a lot. Johnny Five is alive from Zool Brewing. They have a lot of great ones down there too. I had a Bananas Foster beer that they had as well, a bunch of other sours, had some IPAs, had a Mexican lager. Seven and a half hours for Knoxville is a long trip, but for that beer and that brewery might be worth a trip at least once a year. So that's what I've been drinking this week. Nice. I love listening <laughs> to you talk about beer, Dan. I just do. Makes me so happy. I love it. I absolutely love it. Too much. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, boys, uh, cheers. Yeah. Double fist and Dan down there. Cheers. And cheers. Right. All right. Well, it's time to get some uh, random topics off our chest. If you're first time listening to the show, let's get it off our chest and I'll get it started, guys. Mine is uh, pretty short and sweet this week. Uh, I just want to tell all the parents out there who are posting extremely dramatic videos on the Internet about uh, their kid dropping their kids off at uh, preschool and their kids crying and then showing themselves crying or saying how hard it was. Here's a tip. When you drop your kid off at preschool. You go in, you kiss him on the forehead, and you run the other way. You shut the door and you leave. There is no hugging. There is no looking back at the tears. And understand this. Nobody cries more than me. No one gets more emotional than this guy right here. Nobody does. So if I didn't do that, I would have definitely been crying. Sersha would never, ever be in preschool, ever. So my, my message to you guys is to kiss them on the forehead and to run out of there don't make eye con don't make eye contact if there's a big window which there are in a lot of preschools parents do the little window thing they're like oh hey bye-bye oh i'll miss you oh my god it's gonna be okay i'll be back at 12 i'll be back at three blah blah blah. no no no. get in the car go home helps the kids helps the teachers get out of there stop the dramatics with the preschool you're welcome had to get that off my chest yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. We, I haven't gotten to the preschool uh, part, but we did. I remember vividly the first drop off at daycare 
which was kind of tough. And yeah, we probably hung along, hung around uh, way too long. We probably should have just been like, drop them off. All right. Yeah. Pick you up yeah. later. Cause like, and I know like a lot of schools, like sometimes you don't have a choice. Like schools like try to get you there. Like some places they like let you watch your kid for like an hour or something like that on the first yeah. couple of days. And it's yeah. like, the parent, you would never, my, my wife would never leave if you let her do that. Yes. I would never leave. So no, just kiss my forehead, get the hell out of there. Like that's it done. That's terrific advice. I'm going to have to remember this episode. Yes. And play that back. It seems like the right thing to do. Get in the car, throw on Donda and get the hell out. <laughs> yes. Right. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Keep the driving until the, until the album's over. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the album's over, you should have forgot what you were doing. <laughs> By the time the album's over, you'll be picking her up from school. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it went for everybody. Thank you, Kanye. Thank you. <laughs> he did this. He made that album for us. Man, Kanye's got like four kids. He did make that for us. Good job. Yep. There wow. you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, well, boys, I just touched a little bit there on this uh, road trip that I went on this week to see uh, Pitt play Tennessee. And gentlemen, that game took four hours, four hours. And I'm not exaggerating, Chris. I'm sure you sat there and watched it and you realized your ass was probably hurting after a while. You needed another couch pillow or something. Four hours of a football game on television. And the reason why is because of all of these commercials. Now, I want to preface anything I'm about to say right here and say, I work in advertising. I work in marketing. That's what I studied. That's what I do. Obviously, I love it or I wouldn't be doing it at this point. But with that being said, we're going a little too far with this right now, okay? Um, Every chance they got, that game went to commercial. Player has a cramp, going to commercial. We got to review the play, we're going to commercial. We got a player down for an injury. We're going to commercial. We got a change of possession. We're going to commercial. We got a touchdown. We're going to commercial. That was the longest game of my life, and it almost went to overtime. I was so terrified. I was like, "We're never getting out of here. We're sitting in the sun for six hours." Uh, but it's just too much because now everything, everything is sponsored and sold. Um. There's, there's ads in, in music videos, right? Where, uh, yes, I understand that it helps them pay for the video. These videos are getting more expensive, so you get the sponsor to help pay for the video. But it used to be kind of subtle, right? You'd throw in a car here. They'd have Beats headphones like uh, you know around their neck or something. But now it's getting like really obvious, okay? Like grossly obvious. An example. This past weekend was one of my favorite award shows that I was very excited with, actually, was the VMAs. The VMAs returned. It was great to have a crowd there again. But, you know, I'm fine with the Coors Light stage with, we're going to get, now we're not going to get into that. Uh, or, you know, this award brought to you by Doritos. Like, okay, Doritos, thanks. That's really helpful. Like, I'm fine with all that. But, like, blatantly shoving a car commercial down my throat during an Ed Sheeran performance like before the performance and during the performance is too much. I I don't need it in my face that much. Okay. Advertising is great. I have a passion for it, but let's not turn the world into a 
European hockey jersey. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you've seen the patches everywhere. I hope our professional sports teams aren't going there, but slowly and surely, but let's not turn the world into that. Let's just have a little bit of, you know, normalcy and just, we don't have to sell everything. Thank you. That's fair. It was, it was a long game. It was a very, it was a very long game. It also didn't help that they threw like 32 penalty flags during that game. You're right. Um, I think Tennessee, yeah, there was plenty of stuff during the game that slowed it down, but yeah. Yeah. Tennessee had like seven penalties in the first quarter or something, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, it, it is kind of with the NFL too, like yeah. getting obnoxious where it's like now when you're watching like we have all the commercial breaks and those are happening all the time. But then like, additionally, sometimes we're having like in between plays a uh, picture in picture deal happening where yeah. like the game is in the smaller picture and like an ad is over here. Um, but it's just a cost of doing business, I guess. Right. It's the most popular sport in our country. Yeah. And like the picture in picture, I was hoping that was going to take, some commercial time away it's like oh we'll do it in the game instead but it doesn't seem to be doing that it seems to just be be adding to it i heard somebody at that game say and they think baseball's long which i was like okay now we have a serious problem (laughs) (laughs) no i dude i am completely with you man like i i i was watching you know i'm flipping around games and Pitt took the lead going into halftime correct yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there was, they were losing and there weren't, I feel like there wasn't that much time left. And then like, I turned back to the game, I turned back to what I thought would be the end of halftime. It was just the halftime show. Pitt has the lead. And I'm like, one, how are they not out of halftime? I was like, how was there this much time? I just, I just couldn't believe that this, like, it's like, why was halftime so long? I didn't know if something happened at the game. Like if there was like a torrential downpour or something like that. And that, I, I don't know. I was like, why is this still going on? I don't know. It was, um, it was a weird Saturday. There's just a lot of passing and then a lot more advertisements. We got to, um, yeah. <laughs> one of the two's got to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> either, either we got to bring back the I formation or advertising's got to slow down. One yeah. of the two. One of the two. We need to bounce. Somebody's got to, uh, yeah, someone's <laughs> got to cut out. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, lucky for you, uh, this Saturday, Pitt's not even on TV. So you will get in and out of there probably a lot quicker. I love it. Beauty <laughs> of being a Pitt fan. <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right. Uh, let's, I want to dive into my little piece here, boys. And I want this to lead us into our first topic of the day, which is, uh, cover songs. We, we occasionally talk about covers when we talk about what we're listening to and put them on there. And I feel like a lot of the time the returns are not very good and we can't as a group agree that like, yeah, this was a good cover, right? I put one on the playlist strategically last week and I, I put it on there without comment. And I did that because I wanted to do this today. And before I dive into my little spiel here, I want to know what your thought. It was, uh, it was four years strong. Um, and shoot, what was the song title? It was, um, Bittersweet Symphony. Bittersweet Symphony. That's right. That's right. Uh, I want, I want your thoughts on that cover again, without, I'm not providing my feedback if you love it that's fine if you hate it that's fine 
it started and I was like, I'm going to try to push through. (laughs) (laughs) I got through it and I was like, I didn't need this. But that's how I I am. But that's how I am with covers. Like I hear that start, and I'm like, "You must love this song. Good on you." But I hate covers, man. I just hate them. I I was going into it pessimistically, completely honest. I thought this was a song you just don't like. This could be really, really bad. The original's that good. You don't need to touch this song. But I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't hate it. Okay. I don't know if I'd use the word love. Um, <laughs> but I didn't hate it, which was really good enough for me at that point because I was like, hey, expected to hate this thing. And I'd listen to it another time, maybe once, maybe at twice. Chris's house. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal. You wouldn't listen to it at my house because I thought it sucked. Uh, and that's the reason I put it on there. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, and- twist. It sucks because Four Year Strong is one of my favorite bands. I love that band. And I think their style of music is unique and awesome. And like the way they've, their, I guess, progression as a band was weird, but they've come back to a sound that's really good. But I, I kind of echo Didi's comments. I didn't need that. And so I wanted to talk you guys through some of my thoughts of like, what makes a good cover song and then see what you guys think. So a couple of things that I came up with on my own is that cover songs need to have a slightly different energy than the actual original song. And I emphasis on slightly. Okay. Um, because you shouldn't completely change the sound of the song. I think like you should add some elements to it that make your band or your style of music or whatever type of artist you are kind of take ownership of the song, but like you need to understand that people love that song. And because you're doing a cover, people are not going to decide that your version of the song was the best version of the song that is never going to happen. So you need to like honor that song and put a slightly different twist on it. Uh, Three don'ts that I came up with do not change the melody. Sometimes that happens. Nobody wants that. We want to be able to sing along to it and have the same melody throughout it. Yes. Uh, don't make listeners confused. Okay. Seems pretty straightforward. Fair. Uh, and don't change the structure of the song. Okay. Don't put like a 45 second interlude in there because you think that's what the song needed. No, 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 no. The song didn't need that. You're covering it because that song got wildly popular. You need to leave it alone. Stick with the structure of the song and do something small that is unique to you. That's what I came up with. Those are great points. Um, the first one that you mentioned there about changing it, but changing it slightly. I think that's the, the biggest one because you do have to respect the original. But if you're like Weezer and you play Africa the exact same way, for some reason, it becomes a huge song. Like, why did anybody like that? <laughs> why did anybody like that? They made, there was nothing different about that song whatsoever. So I think it's like the extreme version of that. Like doing it the exact same is also a don't. Like, don't do that. Why? Yeah. Then it's not a cover. That's not covering the song if it sounds exactly the same way. That's just playing it. 
And that's not doing anything. That's not being a musician. Okay. And it, that's what wedding bands do. Okay. That's what you should be doing. Uh, this just gonna... in Dan called Weezer a wedding band. <laughs> um, That's exactly what they are though. They are a wedding band. <laughs> they put out a whole album of covers. They, they did. played TLC's No Scrubs like a band would play No Scrubs by TLC. And everyone loved it. It was their whole thing, their whole shtick over that last cycle was a freaking, was being a cover band. That's what they wanted to do. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. So that song in particular makes me a bit sour, also because it rained when they played that song, and I've been over that already. But yeah, I think respecting the original, but still making it your own without confusing fans. I, I agree with all your don'ts, Chris. There's like a very few, the percentage of cover songs that have a fairly drastic change that work is probably at 5%. And the, cause the one that came to mind for me is um, sound of silence when disturbed covered it and how, I don't know how drastic of it that was um, because of that guy's the, the lead singer from disturbed and his voice just like came out of nowhere that all of a sudden he has this incredible vibrato and he can sing this melody instead of kind of anger it. Um, but the melody was still the same. So it wasn't, right. I guess, that drastic. Um, it still did respect the original. So I love your points. And most importantly, don't cover songs that shouldn't be covered. <laughs> there should be a national off-limits list. And you should just have to stay off of that, stay away. You can't, you can't do it. You can't cover Whitney Houston ever. <laughs> Don't cover Beyonce. Just stop it. Maybe stop we should make doing. that list. Maybe we should make that list like the top 10 or top 15 songs that should never be covered. Oh my God. I'll tell you what, Rolling Stone just released the what? Top 500 songs of all time list. We should come up with the top songs that should never be covered. I bet yeah. you that would be a much easier discussion and a much easier <laughs> list to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that's like the American Idol do not touch list. Like, that's how yes. I feel when I'm like watching that show. I'm like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, wh- yeah. why? Like, who told you to sing Beyonce? What producer set you up? Like, sabotage, exactly. sabotage. God. Yes. But yes. yeah, the only cover songs that I like are cover songs by like, all right, Alien Ant Farms, uh, Smooth Criminal is actually better Ooh. than Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. I sw- it's better. That, to put me, that in it, that 5%. Yeah, because it's that different, been. but it's better. Yeah, But it's like, it's just got to be different genres. Like, I don't want to hear an R&B or pop artist sing an Adele song. I don't want to hear that. No, I want to hear sing an Adele song like the Foo Fighters. Like, do if they want to do something, I'll, tr- I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? But like, I don't like when people in the same genre do the same type of music. Like, do something else. Like, I feel like that's for me, will get me, get my attention if I'm doing that. But I just, it just covers. I'm like, there's just make new music guys <laughs> or, or pick or just, or pick a song out of left field or something. I don't know. There, there's another one. John Mayer uh, has a version of EXO by Beyonce that is like as good or better than Beyonce's EXO, which is an amazing song. But like, man, it's so freaking good. Well, I have a, yeah, go ahead, go ahead Chris. I was no, going to say there's, there's a, you, when you just said the whole genre thing, 
Didi, you make a great point. Like, I don't want to hear the weekend cover Michael Jackson. He's going to sound the exact same way. <laughs> Thank you. Because right. the weekend's music sounds like Michael Jackson singing in 2021. So like, yeah, I right. don't need to hear that. And then you said the Foo Fighters covering like Adele. There's a, a band out of Italy right now whose song, uh, it's a cover of uh, Began from, you know, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. And the band's called uh, Maniskin. And it's getting a lot of play right now just because of how unique and different it is it because it is a different genre i should actually put one of their original songs on the playlist which is better than vegan don't just pay attention to the covers this band is good and on their way up uh man again but yeah something that's like such a shift uh but it still can pay respect to it that's not you know an exact replica that's what helps yeah i like all of this i, I think I think we're onto something with putting together our list of like, oh, yeah. song, just don't do, just don't do these songs. Cause that's a great point. Alien Amp Farm. Like I forgot yeah. about that one, but that is, I mean, that essentially breaks all the rules that I kind of threw out there. Like it breaks up the structure kind of it, 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 it doesn't really, I mean, I suppose it honors the song, but it honors the song in like the, like a really weird way. They, um, they definitely put their own spin on it, but I would say like, they don't do it sub- subtly. They do it <laughs> kind of aggressively, but I love, I love that song. And I, yeah, that's a really good one that I didn't, I didn't think of. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, I have a few and I'll talk more about them when we do what we're listening to. I have a few that I really like that I want to throw on the playlist this week. Um, and if you guys have any that you particularly like, we can put it on there as well, but like, yeah, in general, I think the message here is think long and hard artists of the world uh, yes. when you're thinking about doing a cover. Re- yes. Okay. When you're thinking about recording a cover, right. like Dan and I played fallout boy. We didn't record that shit. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we also played Hey Ya, which we called Hey Ska. And <laughs> if you have that recording, you're not allowed to. So Yeah. That Only was, for live. You, that was a hit at grad parties. It, really it was. Dude, but like the biggest song at your shows was Enrique Iglesias. That's my oh, point. Oh gosh, yeah. That's true. That's that too. My wow, point. we really did cover. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowds would go nuts. Like yeah. that was my whole point is that like when someone does something that you're not expecting yeah. at a ska show to hear Enrique Iglesias, yeah. like that's when you're like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm perked up and you're like, hopefully it's good. But like, I don't like when a country artist is like, oh man, I'm going to do something crazy. going to cover Marin Morris. Oh, I'm going to sing this yeah. Carrie Underwood song. Like, f- why? Why? <laughs> why? Like, yeah, there's a billion songs out there, guys. <laughs> do better. <laughs> Just do better. I love it. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to put this list together though. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited. That's a great idea. Do not covers list. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our next topic. I sent this to you guys earlier. Uh, this YouTube mom by the name of Jordan Cheyenne uh, got caught because she posted the wrong video. So she was posting a YouTube video of her kid crying because something happened. Dog dying, something. Anyways, and she's telling her kid in the video, <laughs> no, you got to cry more. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. And she posted that video of her coaching him instead of the edited video to YouTube and got absolutely killed. She's deleted her accounts. And I need to know what you guys thought of 
there's just a lot of things going on in that video. This is literally one of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you think I'm over-exaggerating, you're part of the problem. And you're probably (laughs) doing this too. You're right. She's like coaching up her kid who's legitimately crying because they found out the dog is sick. Yeah. And she's like, come on, cry more. He's like, I am crying. Like, I don't know what you, she's like, cover your mouth, but look at the camera, look at the camera, cover your mouth, put your head on me. And when she like acts as though she's sad and then she goes to those like coaching lines, it's like, whoa, this is gross. This is absolutely gross. And she came out and how can you apologize for that? But you're right. She said she didn't deactivate her account. She deleted it. She's never going to post on YouTube again. And she better, better stand by that. Or we're calling her out on every episode. We'll do whatever we got to get. We'll get Doritos to sponsor it. I don't even care. The takedown, delete your account sponsored by Doritos brought to you by the brunch breakdown. Didi, I I really want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Oh man. When I saw it, all I thought was like this, there's, there's a lot of things wrong with the world. It's one thing you fake in tears yourself because I'm sure lots of people do that. But like when you're dragging your kid in to get in on this stuff and then her apology was also like she apologized for people seeing it and then turned it on the culture of YouTubers and stuff and said, everyone does this. And I'm like, just leave everyone else out. Like you, you're the one who just like got caught here. Like you should be apologizing for this, but then you like apologize. But then it's like, wait, no, I'm really not sorry for doing this. This is what we do all the time. And I'm like, oh, I just, you just can't trust anything you see i'm like i'm like is your dog really sick i don't know i'm like just weird it was was just a very like it was funny because i'm like this lady got caught because she didn't put her like you know she put the wrong video up but it's also like that's kids gonna be fucked up like like really messed up yeah yeah that's uh like this was like heartbreaking for me because that that kid, you can't you can't unlearn the things that happen to you as a kid in like your formative years. You just can't like you're never gonna be like, oh, honey, you know what? Like that that was that was wrong, and and you can forget that. That that's, and you know that wasn't the first time that it's happened. You know, so that's like heartbreaking for me that 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 happens to kids. And um, this is like. This, this, this is a great example of why I, you guys have never seen me put a video or a picture of my daughter on social media, because like, I I don't ever want it to be confused that like, I was trying to like, have a, like have a photo of me and my kid, like reflect positively on my business and I get more likes and then it like works out well for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think enough people think about that. I really don't. I think like so many people are so self-serving with their social media accounts. And we're like, we're the generation that grew up with this, this stuff. So there is no past data to go on. We're, we're the guinea pigs. We're the ones that like social media happened when we were in college and we're the ones showing the rest of the world, like how that's going to impact future generations. 
And so you gotta, you gotta think about that. Just like people need to be like, think, think a little bit beyond the 15 seconds where you hit like tweet or post and the reactions that you get and think about like down the road. Cause this kid, I feel like I said, my heart breaks for this kid because you don't, you don't know the impact it's going to have on, on, on him. And, and I do believe what she said, like on all these social media platforms, like the stuff I see on TikTok regularly, I'm like 70% of it is fake. I promise you mm-hmm. 70% or more of it is fake. And I have such a hard time, like taking any of it seriously. Um, but like, you, you just don't know how that's going to impact people moving forward. And I think it's really a shame. I feel awful for that kid. I really do. It's like, if you're a parent and the only music you play around your children is like bad covers and that's what they think music <laughs> is. And that's just cruel yeah. and unusual. That child is wrong. ruined. It's and they, that's what they think that those songs are. They think that's what those songs are. And it's like, no, no, no. There's real shit out there. It's the same thing. <laughs> Dude, that was a very good analogy right there. <laughs> yeah. Big, big on you. And there are very wow. few alien ant farm children. Okay. There are very few. <laughs> there are very few right. circumstances where it works out well for everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. But this kid is like, listen you know you can say what you want about bullying and all this other stuff and you know what i hope nothing happens to this kid but his life at school for the next year two are gonna be awful so uh, it's it's gonna be awful and you have to think about that when you do these things to your kid like because i remember a few years back it might have been like five or six years ago like a thing went viral they put it on sports center it was like a parent like hold up a sign saying like my kid, uh, I took my kid's seats or something, or my kid's not here because he got like an F on his report card or whatever. And it's like a dad holding it up. And it's like, that guy went viral. He's everywhere. He's on SportsCenter. He's on the Today Show. He's on all these things. And it's like, everyone knows who your dad is. Like mm-hmm. everyone at blah, 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 middle school in whatever city knows that's your dad. And now you are the laughing stock. Because of that, it's like, you know, it's like I got things taken away from me because of grades or whatever, but my dad didn't go to a concert with a sign <laughs> <laughs> that held it up and told everybody about it. And it's like, ah, and this reminds me of that moment where I'm like, yeah, it's like we can get some laughs out of this, but it's like that kid, because of his parent who was like trying to get like clout or whatever, like embarrassed them. And like now your life is going to be a mess for a bit. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. This was not a fun one, but no. uh, Dan, that was good. Don't cover song your kids. That's like abuse. That's right. Like, That's the lesson in all this. <laughs> yeah. God, don't right. cover song your children. All right. Well, let's go to something that was either abuse or not. I don't know with you guys yet. Eli and Peyton's Monday Night Football broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this. I don't know if this hurt or helped or what. I don't know. But uh, guys, what did you think of uh, the Monday Night Football alternate with with the Peyton with the Manning brothers? Well, before we dive into it, I I will just say that the the early re- returns that I've seen almost unanimously have been like everybody loved it. I've seen tons of articles from different web, like, like Deadspin loved it. And I feel like Deadspin doesn't love anything. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I feel like most people, most of the stuff I saw, uh, people really enjoyed it. 
that's what I heard the same. I honestly didn't catch a ton of it, but um, so I didn't know if I got enough to really fully understand or appreciate or not appreciate what they were doing. But I was surprised at how positive the reviews are from from a number of different places and people and sources that that really enjoyed it. Um, because I don't know, there had to be some haters out there. There just had to be. It, I think it, one of them's here. Actually, Daniel Dudley, why don't you listen, go ahead and come on down? Listen, <laughs> listen. Okay. I'm all for alternate broadcasts, right? I'm all for it. Like, I just think it's really dumb. We have all these, like, we have all these channels, all these streaming services. It's really dumb that we're stuck with listening to Joe Tessitore and whomever else. Like, it's dumb that we have to listen to this one broadcast, this one way on every channel. It's so stupid. But I didn't hate this. I just don't need Eli. Like, (laughs) if it's Peyton and someone else, I'm cool with it. Because when they brought someone else in, that's when it got fun. Those are all the clips that went viral when they talked to Russell Wilson, when they talked to um, uh, uh, Charles Barkley. Like, those were fun because they brought someone else in so Eli didn't have to talk. And then it was just basically Peyton <laughs> and whoever else was on. Because Eli's just – Eli's not the good one on television. Like, why Eli has a show on ESPN is stupid. Like, he has a he has, what, Eli's places. Like, I don't care where Eli goes. Which is essentially like, a cover of Peyton's places. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, the exact show, the cover. exact thing. It's Weezer doing Africa. Is Eli doing Eli's places? My I God. did not think that this was going to carry through the, the entire theme episode. But this is fantastic. God, this is great. This is like me trying to wake huevos rancheros, like I don't know, at home instead of the restaurants. Me doing yeah. a bad cover. It's right. like, wow, <laughs> everything. My God, this is. I did not realize so that many things this, in life are just bad covers. <laughs> That's deep. That is that's too deep for this podcast. That's it is. <laughs> we were just talking about Peyton wow. Manning and Eli Manning, and now I'm like looking at life in a whole different light. This is oh, yeah. I didn't see it going in this direction, but wow, here we are. Wow, that mom is the Weezer of parenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, right? God, but yeah. I, but no, I did not hate this. I just think that. You got to pair Peyton with somebody else. I don't, it can be, I don't want it to be like a broadcast. I don't want it to be like another athlete, celebrity, whoever. But like, I just want it to be with somebody else because Peyton was going for it. Like mm-hmm. all out going for it, putting helmets on, doing John Gruden impressions. Like he was going for it. And I was like, good on you, Peyton. Like you were trying because Eli was Eli. Like, yeah. Right. And that's just kind of how Eli is. And I don't know if it's going to take a little bit for him to warm up and get used to it. Cause Peyton's at least done a little bit more TV type of stuff. Um, so I don't know. Or if he's just constantly thinking in the back of his head that Eli is actually, he has a job with the giants and he doesn't want to say anything to make anybody mad or something like that. I, I don't know, but Peyton's obviously Eli has, a, more he does one. have a job with the giants. He does. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, know, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. He's a job in the front office with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if he, if that's in the back of his head or something like that, or he's just, we don't often get Eli and Peyton right there next to each other to compare them. We can compare the solo performance here, the solo performance here, not on the field, but you know, on the screen, but when you put them, yeah, side by side, it's clearly, clearly Peyton. That's the, the more entertaining one and the one that we really need. So I'm hoping that Eli warms up to it a little bit more because yeah, I kind of like the pieces that I saw and to your point, DD, that when they added in, they brought in the other interviews. That's what made it even better because then it wasn't just Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Yeah. 
when uh when i was so i'll say like my preliminary preliminary reviews were not great like i i didn't i i didn't enjoy this all that much but I, i will say as dan said i didn't watch a ton of it so I probably am not qualified <clears throat> to give like a deep and detailed review. Uh, and I also feel like I want to see, like I want to give it time um, because the first show, especially with like these guys aren't broadcasters, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what I went into it wanting, and maybe this is my issue, is that like I went into it wanting something specific. But what I went into this show wanting was like, I wanted to feel kind of like I feel when you watch the NBA on TNT. Like I wanted to feel like I was sitting on my couch with my friends and like one of my friends knew a lot about football. And so we're like bullshitting about the game, watching it, having commentary, but like the majority of the conversation is not about X's and O's. It's more about just like what we're observing and what's fun about it. Um, and then like occasionally that guy Peyton comes in and like answers one of our questions for us. Right. And like makes us understand something that we didn't understand. Um, but like the, the, and maybe I just tuned in at the wrong parts. Cause I, I, I wasn't tuned in for the interviews, when I tuned in and it was Peyton and Eli, I was just getting like them trying to predict what the next play was going to be and talking about playbooks and talking about like cover under safeties and how you're supposed to tear away and run with the slot receiver and all. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, that's not what I wanted from this. I, I didn't want to hear like that. Cause like if you're watching Peyton and Eli, you're a specific type of person. You're, you're a person that already knows like a decent amount about football, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that. And again, maybe it's just me. I like, I wasn't going there to nerd out. I was going there to get entertained by Peyton Manning. Who's really funny in commercials and other things. And that's not, that's not what I got, but I'm, I'm, you know, again, that could have been because I tuned in at the wrong time and maybe this whole thing needs to evolve and stuff like that. Um, I think it would be nice if they told you what time, what times the different guests were coming on. I would tune in if they told me that that would be nice. Yeah. And I mean, and maybe they did that, but they probably need to do a better job at that. If anything, because it was kind of just like, Oh, there's Charles. Oh, there's this person be cool. If we're like, and we're going to be talking to this person in the second quarter, we're going to be talking to this person at this mark. I don't know. Like it would have been cool if they did that. Cause those, cause that was like, the the highlights of it because listening to charles barkley tell peyton like what um nba players would play in the nfl like where they would be in the nfl and he was like larry bird and he's like "Uh, i don't know where a slow 610 white boy would play in the nfl i have no (laughs) idea they're like (laughs) yeah more of that (laughs) yeah like it was just funny answers because usually everyone's always like tight end or boring questions but charles was like going for it so it was like pretty funny listening to him talk about that so but yeah, I, but, but who do you guys want, who, who would you want to do an alternate broadcast? Like other than the brunch breakdown? Cause of course we're just waiting. Like we pitched it. We pitched seriously. it on social media. Yes. Hit it up. Hit we're it up ready. Peacock. Yes. Rice. Let's go. Let's we're here. Go. We're all ready. But who would you guys want to do an alternate broadcast? I want T.O. and Ocho Cinco. Like I think wow. they're entertaining. Ooh, wow. And I want that. And I still, to be honest with you guys, 
I still, when I watch NFL games and like how now celebrations are, are embraced and you're allowed to do different, like I almost always, at least once a Sunday, think about T.O. and how he was like eating popcorn and T.O.ing on the star in Dallas and thinking about how like the reason the NFL is the way it is in a lot of ways now is because of guys like T.O. and Chad Johnson. So I, I want them. I think they would be highly entertaining. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great one. Yeah. I, I like uh, you're right. Chris, Chris, I'm with you there where it's gotta be, I want like a two people that feel like they're sitting around watching the game, having a beer or two, not showing any biases, but w- at least one of them really knows the game really well that you get insight into things, but it's fun and you're not breaking down. Like uh, we get Tony Romo on Sundays. We don't need this on Monday nights as well. Right. Um, so I think somebody like Katie Nolan and Akib Talib would be great at this because yes. they're both kind of changing the game. Obviously, Akib Talib played in the NFL. He's changing what it means to be a commentator right now. Right now, and Katie Nolan has that amazing entertainment factor, but also knows the game really well and talks to athletes and stuff like that all the time. So that's like a primo like that's out of all my list here that's probably the only one that's realistic so i'm just gonna start there (laughs) (laughs) well this one's pretty realistic there like i was thinking of like how this could work because there's so many podcasts now like so many like athlete podcasts like jj reddick has a podcast i forget who he does it with but just like some dude who does whatever like i think that kind of chemistry is like what was missing from the Eli Payton thing where it's like some it's like former athlete another person who does these does a podcast together and then they're the ones that you throw in here doing that and then you throw in whatever bells and whistles you want to throw in but it's still just like it feels like you're you're hanging out with somebody you're watching the game you're observing these things you're not taking it all that seriously and then when something does happen that's like whoa it's like you have Peyton Manning here, or like I said, you have JJ Reddick there to tell you anything you ever could want to know about it, but he's also just, you know, mad entertaining. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like something like the All the Smoke podcast with like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Like, yeah, that's one they always have athletes coming in. Like, that's a podcast. I'm like, I would love to watch them watch anything. Like, we could watch Golden Girls episodes and I would watch <laughs> them watch them. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. I suppose uh, T.O. and Chad Johnson uh, would need somebody to probably direct them. <laughs> eh, maybe not. I don't know. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm here for that one. Like, I don't think I need anyone else. I want to listen to them talk. Like, but, yeah. Well, I mentioned the NBA on TNT crew and like I, I watched Charles Barkley comment on golf at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was some of the most entertaining golf <laughs> that I've ever watched. So like, why couldn't you have like Shaq and Charles talk about any sports? Why couldn't they be doing an alternate broadcast for anything? Like Didi just said, like, you, you know, and, and maybe you have an NFL player join them, but like, it doesn't have to be, I just go back to what I said. It doesn't have to be X's and O's just like expert commentary. Cause I, I, I was like on the main feed and like, Brian Greasy was trying to explain past concepts. And then I went to Peyton and Eli and then Peyton was explaining past concepts and it was just too mm. much, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess at the end of the day, I'm just like, what are the entertaining people and let's try and rock with them. 
Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of that, that's one of my people on my list. The Rock. Give me The Rock and Terry Crews. Give me two just big dudes that love the game of football, played it in college really <laughs> yeah, the well. Rock played it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they both know the game. They're both super entertaining. Give me The Rock and Terry Crews. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's, a, that's a broadcast that I want to watch. Or, so those two guys are kind of similar, right? That they both have that, again, they, they're both actors now, but they played the game in college at a high level. Uh, what do you get? What if you get two people in the complete, complete opposite ends of the spectrum, like Andrew Luck and Cam Newton? <laughs> Just, I would love to hear the conversate conversations of them breaking down plays from the quarterback standpoint. I'm like, oh, 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 from Andrew Luck. Like, oh, well, Cam's looking know, for a job. Cam's looking for a and job. Cam's now. looking for a job, and he'd be super entertaining. It's, it's, couple- it's this broadcast or Bishop Sycamore. It's one of the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is, Cam Newton has to be involved. Like, I need Cam. If you add Cam with Peyton and Eli, I want to hear what happens in go. that conversation. Yeah, like because yeah. it, it would be it would be cool to hear to to have another quarterback that sees the game differently than Peyton Manning. You got to think like you know, Michael Vick, not the most entertaining person, but like the way that he saw the NFL and the way that Peyton Manning saw the NFL are completely different. The way right. Eli and Peyton see the NFL is like the exact same. Thing. their dad was an NFL quarterback they see the game the same way it's all the same you know but yeah that would be cool um I was thinking uh I love Jesus and Marrow uh, their Showtime show I love them so much and I would love to have them do that and yeah. um but yeah like that's that's my list that's what I had I had what, and Marrow. what if you had different generations of it like why do they have to all be NFL players like Book, book a couple college players on like an NIL thing and bring them in and then like mix it up. And yeah. maybe that's more entertaining. And then get that Quinn Ewers kid who just signed like a million dollar deal to sign autographs. He's not the starter at Ohio state. He's a millionaire. I don't know how that happened, but he's got some time. Bring him into the pot. Like, you know, I don't know. I feel like we can mix it up. It doesn't have yes. to be all professional athletes. Yeah, this whole thing can be fun. This can be a lot more fun. I guess that's my whole thing is like they do. They dabble in these broadcasts and stuff. And I think there should be more of them. But I'm like, like what Nickelodeon did, like where they just made a completely different broadcast that you were just like, everyone was like, oh, my God. It's like we need that. Like more people need that. Like we need more of like just different something. I don't want the same. It's like we've been doing the same shit for a million years. We can do these things differently. Yeah, so non-athletes, perfect. Segue right in. How about Matthew McConaughey and Justin Timberlake? Let's go. <laughs> or Justin Bieber. Either Justin. Just swap out Justin's every other week. Because Bieber, I don't know how familiar, you know, Canadian. Maybe he's got the Canadian view. Canadian rules. That'll be entertaining. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's offsides. It's what? It's what? Off what? Uh, give me give me that. Uh, but I've got one more. Okay. As we wrap up this segment, Um kind of an older player, both retired player, uh, played a little bit more recently. So they're both very highly skilled at the game. Uh, would it be entertaining? We'll leave that up to you. How about we get the juice, OJ Simpson? Hey, Twitter. What's Bob and Twitter? And Ray Lewis, and we call it Murder Night Football. Let's go. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Ha <laughs> ha.
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hey, Halloween's coming up. So, you know, <laughs> murder night football broadcast, Ray Lewis and OJ Simpson. Let's Sunday go. night football with OJ and Ray Lewis. And then the law and order theme plays as soon as it starts. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> There you go. That's the list. <laughs> I did not. I did not see that coming. I wasn't ready. I. I, I wasn't ready. All good ideas. That legitimately took my there. breath away. That took my like. <laughs> I, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of channels out there. So I don't know if it's because I. I don't know if it's because I didn't expect it or if it's because I was terrified of it. <laughs> like. Uh, you know, I also want like, uh, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is a very important, is a very big show on like Bravo or whatever channel it comes on. And I'm just like, do a broadcast on there. I want to see other people talk about football. It's like, I don't know if RuPaul's a football fan. Let's find out. Andy yeah. Goen can host it. Let's just make this thing happen. Like, I just, we have like all these stations are like owned by like one network. Basically, there's like a million stations. We all have all these channels on cable. Reason we have them is because NBC owns 20 of them. And then like ABC owns a hundred of them. And you're like, that's why we have all these channels that we don't use. I'm like, let's throw your, throw the product that gets the most viewers that you spend the most money on. Let's, let's make, let's do something creative. Let's go. I like it. I like it. No. <laughs> OJ. Good God. All right. Uh, donut only pick one. Are we ready for this graphic, Chris? What a, uh, what a transition. Um, and I'm, I'm now I'm wondering if OJ is going to win person of the year again this year. Uh, just because I feel like he's been brought, he's been brought up. Like, <laughs> he's been brought up a lot in 2021. Uh, OJ so and Travis OJ, Barker. Travis Barker. <laughs> There's your, there's your broadcast right there. There's oh, your broadcast. Yeah. Travis, <laughs> Travis Barker is in everything else this year. So just put him on the Monday night football broadcast. Why not? I love it. He's just in I the corner. It. Dude, he'll be on there next week with Peyton and Eli just playing the drums in the corner. Yeah, right. Guaranteed. Every commercial break they go to. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, you can only pick one donut. Uh, guys, you want to go through this? Dan, you want to go through it? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's break down this bad boy. We've got <laughs> what fourteen type of donuts here that you can only have one. Uh, first one, number one, is the often referred to as the French uh, cruller or the honey cruller, as it's described here in this image. Uh, second is chocolate dip. Third is what they're calling honey dip, which the world knows that is glazed. Uh, number four is old-fashioned sugar. Number five is sourdough. Number six is sprinkles. Number seven is maple dip. Number eight, sugar twist. Sugar twist. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, number nine, old-fashioned plain. <laughs> number 10, chocolate eclair. Uh, number 11, Boston cream. Number 12 is double chocolate. Number 13, apple fritter. Not a donut, by the way. And number 14 is jelly donut. So we don't cover all the bases here, but we cover quite a bit of them. So I'm interested. I'm very actually interested to hear what you guys are thinking about one donut to pick. Well, uh, shouts to the knack. 107.1, 95.1, <laughs> <Yeah>. 95.1. <laughs> Point seven. <laughs> 95.1 and 96.7 FM. The knack. The um, knack. 
you guys know that I I don't like donuts, so this one is going to be really interesting. That's <laughs> a sign that says Chris hates donuts. Oh, this is my prediction fantastic. for your answer about the whiteboard, <laughs> and your answer is Chris hates donuts. Oh. Yeah, but but listen, Dan. Actually, surprisingly, I have a very strong opinion that if you okay. pick old fashioned plain, like I don't like donuts, but go to hell. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yes. Shouldn't even be on this list. And if you pick it, you have a serious problem. Old fashioned plane. It just yeah. looks ridiculous. <laughs> just go eat a shoe. Like this is stupid. <laughs> like, old fashioned plane. Who eats those? Oh, man. This is a good list. Um, oh, God. I hate, see, double chocolate. Ooh, double chocolate. Double chocolate is the one because I don't like chocolate dip donuts. They make me mad because I feel like anytime I get one, it's like, where's the rest of the chocolate? Because I want it to be double chocolate because you'll mm. ask for a chocolate donut. Depending on where you are, some will give you the double chocolate if you ask for a chocolate donut. Right. But then some places will give you the chocolate dip. and You're like, wait, where's the rest of my chocolate? I didn't ask for that. You know, it's a weird thing, but double chocolate. I love. Big difference between those donuts too is you have the what the double chocolate is a chocolate cake donut, yeah. Right? That yeah. and then the chocolate dip is just a more traditional donut, a little bit more airy. Which, when you're eating, you end up getting chocolate all over your face <laughs> because the donut just like kind of crumbles around your mouth like molasses. But with the cake donut and the double chocolate. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little cleaner there. Just spilling out of your mouth. Just spill it out of your mouth. Savannah has Savannah. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Um, he lives on Sesame Street, dumbass. Um, <laughs> did you pick Chris, one? No, I no, I did not pick. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go next. You have a strong opinion. We'll wait to get yours. This is very difficult, but I think I'm going to go maple dip. I think it's just so unique. I like the maple uh, because usually maple dip has bacon pieces on top of it. If you're going to a place that knows how to do donuts, I'm not making that part of it, but I think I got to go maple dip as number one jelly filled donut as a, as a runner up as a runner up. That's a really, really good one too. Okay. Um, the only, the only one I think I can pick uh, is Boston cream because Boston cream is my favorite cake, which I know it's called pie, but it's not pie. Right. I think we can all agree on that. Um, so I, I enjoy versions of that that are a donut because I love that type of cake. Um, the rest of these don't really call to me other than, uh, sugar twist is that's not a donut and neither is, I mean, if it's called fritter, it's a fritter. And if it's called eclair, it's an eclair. These aren't donuts. So this graphic has some issues. Uh, I will send a strongly worded letter to the knack. Yes. Vinac. Completely yeah. agree with everything you just said. I want to point something out about the Boston cream donut is that it's only truly a Boston cream donut. And Chris, I believe this is probably the one that you're referring to is when it's filled with custard. Mm. Not filled with white icing, like basically the eclair is. Okay. A lot of oftentimes you'll see that, like, oh, Boston cream. Oh, cool. And it's 
it looks like that chocolate on top covered up and then it's white icing in the middle that's not a boston cream that's a bullshit donut okay so you gotta <laughs> check cream <laughs> you gotta check that little exterior window that you have there a little peep inside to make sure you got a little bit yellow tint there that you're getting custard to get a true boston cream donut I agree with you. I've also had, uh, I've been deceived by some of those before uh, as well, where they'll call it Boston cream and they'll put like, they'll put the, they'll put icing on top of it and say that it's a Boston. It'll be just like basically a chocolate dip with white icing on the top of it. And they'll call it Boston cream. And that's Ooh, ridiculous. That's, you know, Wrong. second for me would definitely be the sprinkles. I don't Donuts with sprinkles just makes me happy. <laughs> just really makes me happy. I don't know. They just really do. I could just go with glaze here, but like, it just seems boring, you yeah. know? And I like a glazed donut, but I'm not going to say it's my favorite donut. It's just the one that you can, you can go anywhere and get 12 glazed donuts. So like parents are in town real quick, stop 7-Eleven, get 12 glazed donuts. It doesn't <laughs> matter where you go. You can get 12 glazed donuts literally anywhere you can get them. So like, I, you know, so that's like, I like them, but I'm not calling them my favorite, but the weird things, the, the fritter, the eclair, the twist. I don't, why are they here? Is that, was that like a test to show, to see if like somebody picked those? That means like they're an awful person or you got to I make fun of that so. person who picks that eight, ha- 10 or 13. That has to be why those are like cover donuts, right? Those are just covers <laughs> again, <laughs> the whole thing here. <laughs> those are just covers of donuts. They're trying to sound like them and look like them but they're not because there's other donuts that should be on this list. Like I love chocolate. Like the thing is I like apple fritters. It's just not a donut. And I never even thought of it as being a donut. Like I like chocolate eclair, like cake. I don't need it to be, to make it in breakfast form. I don't for what? Yeah. When you get the apple pie from McDonald's, do you say this is my favorite donut? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Right. I think these are like, kind of like what you said, Didi, like, Every, every interview you go on, or if you're interviewing people, you have questions that weed out the bad candidates. I feel like eight, 10 and 13 sugar twist, chocolate eclair, apple fritter. These are the ones that weed weed out just the dummies. That's what they're here for. Yeah. 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 Just to like provide value to the rest of them. (laughs) I remember Siobhan told me one time, this was like years ago, she was interviewing somebody and uh, she had gone through like a string of like bad candidates for jobs. And they were just like, why are you here? Why are you here? I was like, oh, you should do like a like a a news test like they do with like news stations. She was like, "Okay, I'll do that. So she did something with like five easy pop culture questions. And someone was like, I didn't know who Kim Kardashian was. And that's it. That's eight, ten, and thirteen. She was like, "We're done here." Eight, ten, and thirteen. That's eight, ten, and thirteen. We're done here. It's like you want to work here, and you don't know what. Okay, we're done here. Get out of here, you fritter. (laughs) Thanks, Sugar Twist. (laughs) Yikes! God. Well, this was a fun one. Uh, Only have one donut. We'll put this chart up on Instagram and all the social medias. You can give us your thoughts at Brunch Breakdown. Now let's get into what we're listening to before we get out of here, boys. What are you listening to this week? I'll start. I'll ask myself that question. Didi, what are you listening to? Um, Chloe Bailey of Chloe and Hallie, her and her sister have, um, I don't mean, I can't say sisters break up. I don't know. They're like one of them shooting the little mermaid and the other one's like, well, I guess I'll put out solo music. So um, she put out a song called have mercy and have mercy. The video, just the video and the song is great. 
And man, oh the, man. And the VMA performance. Oh, gee. Woo. Yeah. Hashtag DD can't tweet. That was a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. But yeah, Chloe Bailey, have mercy. And yes, have mercy. And the song is, the song is really good, but the videos and the performances. Yeah. All of the, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking of uncle Jesse right there as you're watching a half mercy. <laughs> and that's what you'll be thinking. Um, I'll go next. <laughs> uh, glass animals. Uh, they released a song called, I don't want to talk. I just want to dance. Uh, kind of speaking to the pandemic and people just having inner thoughts with themselves and being on their phones constantly and not really getting out and be able to do things and just like done talking. I just want to dance. It's super catchy, kind of jammy uh, new single from them. If you like their hits like heat waves and tangerine and space Ghost coast to coast right now is, is still climbing up the charts. You're going to love this one. Um, had a chance to see these guys two weeks ago. Great show live, but really like this song from glass animals. I don't want to talk. I just want to dance. That sounds like a quote that Dan could have told said to me at any point uh, it, between the ages of like 26 to 29 in uh, the South Side. I feel like that's true. I wonder if it was overheard and they're like, we got to write a song out of that. Did you hear that guy just said? <laughs> um, that's what Dan would say to girls in the South Side. He's like, oh, know, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I just want to dance. Like, yeah. I'm going to go jump on the speaker right now. Go talk That's to right. yourself. Yeah. And all of those, every time he said that, he was at the Tiki Lounge. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I promised some covers. So these are the covers that I want to put on the playlist this week. Um, Dan and Didi, I have sent you a couple videos from someone named Alex Melton. He does covers. He also does like different versions of songs. If like this song was a country song or this song was a pop punk song, all that type of stuff. Uh, he has a couple good ones that I want to put on there. Um, he just got a Spotify account, which is really cool. But uh, he did two songs if they were done by Blink-182. So it's like him, if Blink-182 were to cover a thousand miles in one week. Okay. So I want to put those two on there because I think they are very, very well done. I want to get your feedback next week. Um, also, Real Big Fish uh, did Take On Me. The song Take On Me, and I actually think Real Big Fish's version of Take On Me is better than the original Take On Me, so get your feedback there. Okay. And um, I see. the song Kiss Me, which is uh, featured in, is that She's All That, I think, yeah. right? With Freddie Prince Jr., classic movie. Uh, Newfound Glory did Kiss Me uh, years, years, years ago, and I enjoyed that one as well. So this is kind of like, I know sometimes Dan like throws like, five or six at you in one little bit. So these are my covers. I'm going to throw these at you, Dan style. Uh, and those will be my first few that I put on the playlist. Beautiful. And now that song's in He's All That, which, good movie, guys. It's solid. Okay. Like, I don't know what you expect. It's the same movie, but like, you know, <laughs> different twists, you know, cell phones. But like, it's it's it's, it's pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> cell phones. That's, that's yeah, song it's seriously to- <laughs> smartphones. That's literally the difference. It's like, okay, like Instagram. All right, but it's the same movie. I feel like any Kiss Me cover is better than the original, but that's just my thought. (laughs) There you go. Diddy. (laughs) All right. uh, Alessia Cara, one of my favorites. I love Alessia Cara, and she's got an album coming out next week, and she's a few singles out, and uh, Sweet Dream is the one I want to put on the playlist. I really like it. If you like Alessia Cara, you're going to like this jam. So uh, check it out. Sweet Dream, Alessia Cara.
Great song. Love that pick. Um, two artists that I've put on this playlist a lot in the past have teamed up. And we have Cheat Codes with All Time Low. Probably a combo we didn't uh, expect to see coming, but they team up for a song called Ghost Story. Um, pretty sure either one of these groups could pair up with any artist on the planet. It'd be a terrific song. It'd be magic. And that's what this is. It's magic. Um, you definitely have the EDM kind of dance track vibes uh, that you typically get from Cheat Codes in this song. And then just topped off with amazing vocals from Alex from All Time Low. So Ghost Story, Cheat Codes, and All Time Low. Nice. Uh, band I just uh, became familiar with called Lonely Avenue. Uh, they put out a brand new EP. Uh, it's called Strong Enough. And there's a song on there called Caffeine Dreams, uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, all of their music is just energetic. It's catchy. It hits really hard. Uh, they're from Sacramento. So like, if you're familiar with the uh, pop punk scene, like that California style of pop punk, uh, which I really tend to enjoy. Uh, it's really good stuff. So I'm going to put them on there this week. Nice. All right. Last one. Uh, because this album is, you know, a million songs long, you're, going, you're getting through it. Some songs touch you in different ways. And, uh, you know, diff- weeks after it came out, Kanye, come to life. Whew, come to life is a great song. I have liked it since it came out, but I don't know. I was in the car driving and I was like, man, come to life is a beautiful song. Um, so yeah, check that one out. Kanye, come to life. Love it. Uh, Remy Wolf, my girl, hey. Remy Wolf, back on the playlist. Uh, been quite some time since I've put her on here. She released two new tracks um in prep of her album release which is coming out uh, october 15th the album name is juno so uh she released a track called gorilla spelled g-u-e g-o-r um it's another funky pop kind of genre smashing hit and it gets me really excited for this album she's not afraid to break the mold with anything she does and this song rocks so check out gorilla from remy wolf and Chris, I'm going to go on your theme, what I touched on earlier, Maniskin. Let's add Begin, the cover, and I'm going to add I Want to Be Your Slave, their original track on there as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Alien Ant Farm, they're going on too. So. It's going to be a hell of a playlist. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Anytime you mention Remy Wolf, I think of Andrew WK. Because <laughs> didn't he have an album called The Wolf? He did. Yeah, yeah, I always think of that. Don't know why. Well, I do know why. I just told you why, but it's strange, right? <laughs> anyway, um, here's a band you haven't heard from in a while. Uh, Hawthorne Heights is still making music. Were you either of you guys oh. aware? No, no, definitely yeah. not. Neither was I, but they actually have a new album out and they have a song called The Rain Just Follows Me, which is, uh, I mean, pretty darn good. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Listened to a little bit of the album and the album actually surprised me with how much I liked it. I hated them growing up. I didn't know they were still making music. Uh, they still have a little bit of the, um, the, the uber cringy screaming in their songs, which is like why I didn't like them growing up. Mm-hmm. But this song, uh, is pretty good. So, uh, the name of the song, the rain just follows me is the name of their album. If you want to listen to the album, but Let's give Hawthorne Heights a spin because why not? It's been at least 15 years <laughs> since the last time you did. Beautiful. Wow. Well, that is what we're listening to. Check out the playlist on Spotify. Boys, any final thoughts on this Thursday edition of the Brunch Breakdown? Don't be a cover.
took the words out of my mouth. Don't be a cover in anything you do. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>